Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. This week, we have a special guest on the podcast. Laura Martin is here. Laura and I discussed her history of trauma in surviving domestic violence to creating a successful business, yet still feeling unfulfilled. Join us to hear her story of healing to happy and how she is now supporting women to transform their relationships with themselves. Let's dive in. Laura is the extraordinary mind behind Healing to Happy. As a trauma and relationship specialist, she brings a wealth of knowledge acquired through studying under renowned body-based trauma experts like Dr. Peter Levin, Dr. Scott Lyons, and Dr. Siegel. Laura's personal journey, marked by surviving domestic violence and enduring challenging relationships, sparked an unyielding curiosity to uncover the secrets of thriving relationships. Laura has gone on to help hundreds of high-performing women around the globe to transform their relationships with themselves, which revolutionized their relationships with others. With her unique mentoring style and authentic approach, Laura has become a sought-after mentor and teacher in her field. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. And thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am too. I I learned so much just reading a person's bio and everything that, that, that they're up to. But I'm curious to, before doing this work with high-performing women, transforming their relationships with themselves, what were you doing before? I like to make the joke that I'm an accidental entrepreneur and I was never made for corporate. I did corporate for in college for like an internship and I'm like, nope. This isn't for me. And then went on this journey of, well, then what is? I have no idea. And I ended up, my mom passed away when I was in university and I ended up going to Asia to go and quote unquote find myself, but really just mess up my life for a little bit in order to find myself. Because that is trauma. And I ended up teaching, I was teaching English to in kindergarten. And I did that for about two years until I got my life together. In my first career, my first business, which was a gut brain connection, IBS anxiety company, plus public speaking and running news events just kind of took off. And so that's what I was doing when I was in Asia. And I did that for about six years. And then when the pandemic hit, it really had me reevaluating my life and my priorities, living a 26 hour flight away from the people I love. And I wanted to find a husband. So I'm just going to move back to the States, give up everything I've built over the last six years and start again. And so I've been doing this for about two years. But before that was all the other stuff, trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love your the way you put that, though, because it seems like we do have to let things fall apart a bit in order to f- piece them back together. If you feel comfortable sharing, I'd love to hear a bit about some of the experience you had around relationships and trauma that really helped shape the focus of where your business is today? Yeah. So it's funny whenever anyone asks me that question, I'm like, there's just so much. I'm like, okay, but let's pick the highlights. Um, yeah, highlights are fine. After, so the way trauma works, right? We will repeat patterns for needs that we did not get met in our childhood and in our life and our things like that. So my mom passed away from addiction. And so when I quote unquote, I say runaway to Asia, but 
I moved to Asia. I went there to volunteer. It was supposed to be two months. Six years later, I was still there. I went there and I had journal prompts of I wanted to find myself. I was so angry at life. I had an intense eating disorder. I was so just lost. I was abusing alcohol, all these kind of things. And I had no love for myself. And then this sexy man comes in. Mm-hmm. British accent and all these things. And what do I do? I fall right into it. And he actually was an addict as well. So I was repeating my cycle of this. Well, if I couldn't save my mom, can I maybe save this? And I saw my way into heavily using drugs and abandoning self and all this stuff that if you don't know who you are, that's going to be, they're going to love that. That's what narcissism is. That's what abuse is. And I just got sucked in for about two years of my life and got super sick, struggled with my own addiction. Yeah, I just really lost myself in it. And domestic violence happened where I almost lost my life about two to three times. And then I almost took my life. And it was this moment when I was 24 where it was, it's not that I want to die. I just cannot keep doing this anymore. And -hmm. I don't really, like, who's going to call my brother? This can't be what life is. And for some reason, something hit me where it was, you're meant for bigger things. You're meant to tell this story. And in my head, it was for my future daughter because generational trauma was everyone in our family has been through domestic violence. Everyone in our family has been through sexual assault. Everyone in our family is divorced and has multiple baby daddies and all these things. No one has a steady love. And so I had no idea what I was doing at the time. But the next day after a physical altercation with my partner that led to this whole sequence of events, I sat down with a friend and she was like, it's you have a really disordered relationship with food. You're very afraid of it. Why don't you go learn about it? And that set me off to be a, a health coach, which then started my first business. And what happened in that whole process was because I was so ashamed of what I did and who I was from an early age, I just built up this persona that I was perfect. And then I had it all together and I had the perfect diet and I had the perfect life and look at my life on stage and I'm on magazines and I'm building the success and I'm just blown by my work. I am so in my work and I, that I don't even have a second to think about who I was and what happened. I just built up this new thing and shamed that version of me. And it got to the point that when the pandemic hit and all these kind of things, there's this like hungry ghost. And I'm sure your listeners can high achieving women. We have this. It's a hungry ghost. Nothing is good enough. It doesn't yeah. matter what award you get, any type of thing. It, it didn't matter how many zeros and co- it didn't matter what was in my bank account. It didn't matter the magazines. It didn't matter the events I was speaking at and how many people. I was like, more, oh, more. This isn't, mm-hmm. this isn't fulfilling me. This isn't doing yeah. anything. And so it led to this moment when I'm sitting on my floor at my place in Thailand and I'm like, again, this can't be it. It's, it, of course, it's not as bad as it was at that moment when I'm sitting on the balcony. Mm-hmm. But still, I am so wildly depressed and so disconnected from every relationship in my life because I'm afraid of intimacy and I'm afraid of someone coming in and doing that to me again. And I keep everyone and I'm strategizing in my head of how I'm going to talk to certain people. And my brain just wouldn't shut off, right? Because it was in trauma response. And it was in that moment where I was like, okay, what do we do? And I came, I sold not sold, closed my office in Thailand, kept my offices open in Singapore. I was like, okay, let's just go figure this out, I guess. I have no idea how, but what's happening here in Asia is I'm alone in a third world country running this business, very unsatisfied. If at least I come back and I'm not close with my family, but at least I'm in the States. At least I'm in, that's a little bit more familiar. So I built up this just 
journey of who am I without the ego? Who am I without this hungry ghost of chasing success? How can I still build this leadership and this business and this movement to talk about what I actually love, which is love. I'm a double Libra. I love relationships. I'm this type of person. But how can I let go of something that I'm good at to do the thing that is actually at my heart that I that is what I am here to do? I hear mm-hmm. relationships. And so went on this whole journey of just surrender, deep surrender, deep vulnerability, uncovering, healing, all this stuff, and ultimately led to the career I'm in now. Honestly, it's wild. Again, it's just this honest, it's the act of just going with what feels right and being okay if it doesn't work out and knowing that you're your best ROI when this stuff, you're rare and valuable. You also know that you've built a company. You're going to figure it out. You've got to the top of your career and want to read. You're going to figure it out. It's just, it's, it's really dismantling of the, who I think I should be because I'm so afraid of my past and I want to be this perfect person to whom how can I start to remember who I was before the traumas of my past got in the way how can I remember the truth of who I am without needing to prove anything and it's just been that's been the journey since wow I'm just I got chills listening to your story so I first first of all I I'd like to thank you for practicing what you preach and that's it takes a lot of vulnerability to talk about all the things you just brought up very quickly and in a specific <laughs> manner, for sure. And so much in there. And when you go back to thinking about how your path forward has so much to do with sharing your story, it's so true. And even the little things that you are talking about, and I'm going to say little, but I mean, not the whole story, but even this idea of letting go of something that you're good at but did not fulfill you and moving into your heart. That shift is where I was too. I was good at something and I let it go and I'm still in full faith that it's going to work out. And it's scary. It's it's it, it takes that deep kind of reconnection every day to remember what I'm doing and why I'm doing it for. It's not, like, okay, now I'm good. And and so I, I just want to thank you for sharing that because I know at least one person needed to hear it. And and that's what that's why I'm here. And that's that's what that we're trying to do with this podcast. I'd love to hear a bit more about as so we step into this idea of, okay, now you're supporting high-performing women with their relationship with themselves. And I believe that it's so, so important on so many levels beyond relationships and love with others. I'd love to hear what what are you seeing with the clients that come to you? How is it showing up for them in their life as a sign? Okay, this is what's happening over and over and over again. That's the trauma, right? The repeated cycles. And uh, just so listeners can hear, wait, is this something I should be paying attention to? What are the signs? Yeah, a lot of it is just not being satisfied, right? And so it comes down to that point where it's just, I'm not living in alignment. And and I'm so far out that I don't even know how to get there. I'm feeling like I'm not being seen and I'm feeling like I'm doing everything and I'm tired. I'm just tired. There's got to be more. I, I want pleasure. I want play. I want to giggle again. Where's mm-hmm. that version? How do I bring that alive? 
Mm-hmm. And so it's going from that space where it's it's just the first that you're allowed to want that. Yes. You're allowed to. And something happens in everyone's knees on the floor moment, turn to God moment. Everyone's is different. It's just that period where you're like, I can't keep going like this. Something is it. And then you do this thing and it's the most humbling thing you'll ever do. You realize you are the most common denominator in every single thing in your life. It is no longer outside forces. It is no longer with high achievers. We have this delicious thing about us, this hungry ghost that we think, if I just do more, I will somehow heal this ache in my chest, right? Mm-hmm. I'll somehow get the approval because I don't know any, I have yet to meet that minify me. If you, this is you, you're a unicorn, please DM me so I can meet you. I have yet to meet a highly ambitious woman that isn't trying to run away from something in her past. Never met one. We have been trying to prove our parents wrong, prove our parents right, prove X is right prove whatever wrong, prove the bullies in school. There is something from our past where it's just like, I'm going to prove to you that I got this and I'm better. And I'm somehow going to find a space that I am lovable and I'm worthy and I belong. And if I get to the top, I can't be rejected. So it's this hungry thing that then you realize because you finally have everything you want. Doesn't really matter about any of it. None of it. It was the journey all along. It, it's who you were. And you're like, oh, I kind of missed all of that. And now I have everything except for the things that I want, which is peace and freedom and love and play. These kind of things, mm-hmm. that, that's that moment where you're like, oh, it's me that has to go inwards. It's the relationship with self. It's the solitude. It's the peace. It's the femininity. It's learning how to receive. It's learning how to be patient. It's learning how to not make everything this gamified I need to win and get first place thing. It's this softening that many don't have anymore because we've been taught to chase and taught to achieve mm-hmm. all this stuff that's been going on. Yeah. I, there's so much truth in what you just said, and you're clearly seeing it come out as you, you speak with so many women. And it goes back to, there's a little bit, of pain in thinking about, wait, I'm the common denominator because you don't want to point the finger at yourself. And, and that's, that can hurt, right? It's, it's easier to say, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, oh, it's him, oh, it's her, or it's the system. And, but I think, and I want to get your opinion on this, there's there is a lot of freedom in that you can shift it all by yourself with some mm-hmm. guidance with some support you know what i mean it is within your control to shift and you may not know how to do that and that's why we have experts like yourself out there but once you can let that go that it's and it's not a blame game we got to stop we got to be more compassionate towards ourselves and 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 also know that a lot of people out there are dealing with similar things. It's not just you and it. We, we're all working on this at the same time. Mm, yeah. The free, there's two things I want to touch on there. One is, who said this to me? I can't remember, but it's not my own words. But they're like, when you're pointing the finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Always. Always. It is always in when you realize that. You're no, and this is the other part that I want to touch on because we don't like to take responsibility because we think it means we're at fault, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, 
I, when I say things, when I'm, I chose the path that I had, domestic violence, sexual assault, all these kind of things. I'm not at fault for any of that. I'm not at fault. I am responsible that I didn't get the support that I needed to heal from that. I just tried to build something else, trying to outrun it and do the things and therefore repeated it because that's how your body works and that's how life works. And you can go about things being angry at every single thing, but that means you're giving away your power. And so mm-hmm. you can sit there and say, yes, it hurts to take responsibility. And it does. I, every single program I've ever run, in my, there is a forgiveness piece for self because we start to become enlightened and then we're like, oops. And you have yeah. to have compassion that because you didn't know better, you couldn't do better. That's something Mark Grove said. But now that you know better, it is your responsibility to do better. That's mm-hmm. all of it. But if you look back at your past and you're like, wow, I really messed that one up. I can look back at so many things from the last lifetime of mine and I can be really sorry but the best apology I can give any of those people plus that younger version of myself is the fact that I'm doing what I do now mm-hmm. and I'm constantly striving for that so it's it's sitting in that space, space where yeah it's gonna suck it's it, it is that's that's life but if you actually want to change and take back the seat take back the driving wheel within your car you have to sit there and know that every single thing in your life is your choice it's your choice how you respond to every single thing, even if you don't like it. You get to let it go. But the thing that we do in society is that we're holding on to these pieces. Someone coming off in traffic. This person broke up with me. My husband did this. My kid did this. And we're just piling all this stuff onto us as opposed to just being like, you don't have to control everything. And I can kind of just flow with life. And I'm just going to choose that because that sounds easier. And it doesn't mean I have to go back to my past and do all these kind of things. It's just I have to surrender to the present moment going, I'm not going to add any more stuff to the list of stuff that I'm already dwelling outside of me and from there you get to make progression we think taking responsibility means okay i have to go to therapy i gotta do a somatic attachment therapy i gotta take this program i gotta that seems like a lot i don't want to do that no you just start right now right this very second as you're listening to the podcast it goes actually i'm just not gonna add any more stuff not i'm not gonna be mad about things and yes i still have things within my control because you're goal-oriented human being which is what's glorious about you but you don't have to do it from this space of, well, this person made me mad, so I'm doing this now. And this person, it's just getting back in the driver's seat of your life and stop waiting for life to happen and realizing you're the artist of your life. What do you, what do you want to paint? You're waiting for someone to invite you to something and invite you into the softening, invite you into the loving, invite you into the play. We often wait for our partners to do that. Make me more lovable. Let me feel these things. No, you get to turn that on right now. Literally, if you think of something in your head, you can turn love on. Right now, you can giggle. You can literally make yourself laugh right now. All of this is within your control. You just forgot. And that's it. And so when you can move into that, you stop moving from, well, that means I'm at fault. No, but you are responsible for what you do next. And that is personal power. Yeah. And it made me think of this idea of playing offense offense versus defense. So I think a lot of us went through our life reacting just to what's coming at us. And that's kind of what you were describing. That's defense. Instead of starting with what is it that I want? How do I want it? I mean, that is that getting into the driver's seat of your life and deciding and taking the time to figure out what that is. And I know I didn't have a strong connection with myself until very recently. And it it makes all the difference in the world. And it's a great place to start, especially even just 
the the tip you just provided around what's in your control. There is so much energy spent on all the things outside of our control. Just that shift, starting with, can I do, can I really do anything? Is this in my control? No, let it go. Just that makes a big difference because then imagine the power of using that energy on the things you can control. How amazing would that be? And just super awesome. Exactly. And, that, and that's the thing, like a concept I say in my brand that is with dating and relationship and all this kind of stuff, it's business too. The thing that's sold nowadays in this high market value, everything is marketing, everything on the internet, even humans. It's, it's everything. The thing that makes you rare and valuable is how authentic and vulnerable you are because mm-hmm. that is something that is not a thing anymore. Everyone is so afraid. We are in this red flag era of protecting ourselves, of keeping ourselves guarded. Don't let them in because those, those are my work friends. Those are my real friends. Those are my high school friends. These are, this is my husband. This is my thing. This is the, 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 like we have, the, everyone is strategizing for protection that no one even remembers what authenticity is anymore. Mm-hmm. And when you actually do this work to dismantle that, we're like, you have no secrets. You have no false identities and these things where you're strategizing. And when you are truly just yourself, that's what makes you rare and valuable. And that is what freedom is. Mm-hmm. Because there's no more, like, oh, what did I tell you? This person, let me dodge them at the farmer's market. All these things that we do. Because yeah. we all do it. We're yeah. like, like, but if you are authentically yourself and you're not actually creating more baggage within your system and you're not taking anything in and you're just, I'm going to let it go because what are the variables that I can control? I can control is my heart. And so I was actually listening to this this morning with uh, Michael Singer. I was listening to one of his talks and he's like, a lot of us are wondering how to open our heart. How do I open it up? So I have to find a partner. I have to do this thing. They have to be this certain type of partner. My husband has to do this. They have to do, my friend has to speak this way. We're orchestrating all these things in order to open up our heart when really the only thing you ever have to worry about is stop closing it. That's it. Then it's open. So every situation, it's the same thing. Can you let it go? It's just how quickly do you close your heart in a freaking nanosecond? If someone mm-hmm. says something the wrong way, if your husband says something the wrong way, instantly you're withholding love and you're mad. In that moment, you can just be like, to keep my heart open because therefore if my heart's open i receive more love and that's ultimately what we want we just want more love and yet we're strategizing and closing and we're doing these things and that's what's keeping us from being these rare and valuable creatures because we're just all closed off and angry and just soften it really mm-hmm. is okay when when you trust yourself and you do this type of work nothing can break you nothing can do that because you hold your peace you hold your trust you hold your softening and your love and all these kind of things and it really is just owning that you are mm-hmm. in the driver's seat of your life own that yeah it's i was i was envisioning this situation with the heart and i think mine closed when you were talking about that what is your recommendation in terms of listeners out there right now hearing this conversation what are a few practical things they can do to start that connection with themselves. Yeah. The one that you just pointed one out perfectly. When you feel your heart close, can you just choose to open it? It's literally that connection right there where, ooh, I feel that. Ooh, because right now I can say it to you. If you think of, if I say the word expansion, how does that feel in your body, right? Usually it's open. 
I'm a little lean back. I'm relaxed. I'm soft. I'm less intense. I'm not screaming and doing the things. And then if you think of the word tension, what does that feel like in your body right now? And you can feel it as you listen to this. Usually closed a little bit in your shoulders a little bit more. Your throat's a little bit tighter. It's these, these areas where the felt senses. And if you can start paying attention to that in every situation that you go into, where, oh, how can I get back into expansion? Ooh, I'm feeling tension. Just being aware of your bodily cues because that's it. It's, it's, we think, well, if I just study a bit more, if I, get, if I get the book on attachment and adult relationships and consciousness, I will be good. And I don't think you need to learn anything else. Honestly, just please, it's getting into your body. Like we know so many things. It's just how can we start to actually get in touch with our body a little bit more? And then just choosing a different thing. It doesn't have to be this whole journey where you're in therapy and you're doing the stuff. Sure, if you want to do that, go ahead. But starting right now, can you just do a hat trick and the thing that your husband thinks you're going to freak out about, you're just like, actually, I'm going to choose a different response. I'm going to let this go. I'm just going to confuse everyone right now. And just practicing this and it's going to feel, you're going to feel like an imposter. You're going to feel like you're faking it. But that's because you are at first. You don't have the neural networks. That pathway hasn't been paved yet. So give yourself compassion if you don't get it right the first hundred times. But you've been laying one neural network this whole time. So it's, it's this repetition of letting go, this repetition of taking, you're going to feel the stimulus, then you're going to have the response. It's this little sacred little space called the pause in the middle of that as soon as you choose something different you start to pave a new way but it's giving yourself compassion on that so i don't know it just came out of my mouth but those are a few things just to start there and give you give yourself compassion that you're not going to get it perfect and then choosing right now to surprise anyone and let it go you don't have to enroll in the course to therefore then choose a different response you literally can choose just right now to let something go that's it yeah and i think I would add to that choosing it, and I'll just say what's really helpful for me is when I notice, not every time, believe me, when I notice something, that feeling, and we say heart closing, heart opening, you you get this tightening in your chest. That is the the feeling of it. Or in your stomach might tighten up if there's that emotional response. And what's helpful for me is to take a few breaths before I speak. And in that, it's your pause. And that helps. The breathing helps open you back up a little bit. And so I'll just, in case anybody's like, okay, so how do I choose? <laughs> our, our bodies and our emotions are so powerful. I tell you what, sometimes they do not feel, it doesn't feel like a choice. But practicing space a little bit is something you can do for sure. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and even like on a walk. There's this two-way walk that I talk about where we all do this thing when we're really angry. We think we are so right. And I say this all the time. I'm like, you can be right or you can choose love. That's your option. But sometimes our bodies have a different plan. And so I'm like, go on a walk. Keep walking one direction until your self-righteousness runs out. What I'm talking about when you're like this and running in your head, how all of that person is completely wrong. When you finally get tired walk back and start arguing for love how their side of the street maybe what did they see differently you start to see it in their direction and then you come back and you're like okay now i can talk when you remove yourself from self-righteousness and actually for the betterment of both parties whether it's a friend whether it's a kid whether it's a family member whether it's a partner do the two-way walk 
walk one way, let yourself have it celebrate just this moment. That is, we all have that. I have it, even though I live in this world. And then you fight for the team that you're fighting for on the way back. It's also one of my favorite ones. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. It's just, it's a, it's almost a version of when you get mad and say you're working, you write this respond email and the, <laughs> the, the advice is to let it sit overnight or so many hours before you send it. And then you go back and read it and you delete. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> because that energy does have to come out. It's so helpful to let it out and not bottle it up. So it might feel if you're not saying something, it's bottled up. But so I like the idea of the walk so you can really think it through and let it go over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I think we're going to start to wrap up a bit here. Do you have any last closing thoughts um, to leave our listeners today on this? It really is just, especially as a high achiever, when you hear self-love and come back to yourself, it sounds so fluffy and I get it. And one of these things you're like, don't you have like a something better, something better to say? But it is that. If you started to fight for yourself, what would your life be like? Mm -hmm. Right? If you've been building your life, and you might not even say it this way, but if you really reflect on it, it might be true. From a space of lack, from a space of I need to prove myself, from a space of I need to somehow show that I'm worthy and lovable and belong and all the things that we've built our success out of. If you actually started to shift that narrative of, I'm just curious to see how good can it get from here? And I'm going to do this because I want to expand my edges and I want to do this from a space of abundance and growth and love for self, exploration of self. How different would the results feel if you did that? And so just being aware of that little gremlin that I like to call it inside of your head, who is running the show. It's not to say that, oh, if I get into this quote unquote fluffy world of self-development and feminine energetics and relationship to self, I'm somehow not going to have the success that I have. That is anything but true. It is you're going to have even more success. It's just going to hit different and it's going to come from a different place because you're not going to get burnt out or exhausted and angry and all these kind of things. It's, it's honestly the best growth portal you can even go on. I'm sure you can relate to that. You step into this different arena where it's just you get to do it from I'm, I honor and respect myself and I love myself and that's why I'm doing these things and I don't really care about outside forces. That's kind of just an added bonus. And so it's just really reflecting on whose voice is in your head and what can you do today to start shifting that from a space of lack into abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I had just put out a quote and I can't think of who it was, but it was around this topic and it was like, don't do it to prove others wrong. Do it for yourself. And it's exactly what you're saying. And it's, it is about yourself and what's best for you and actually thinking about that. What is best for you? And the, the results are, honestly, you're still achieving success, but you're enjoying the process. And how amazing would that be, right? And especially when you get there and it's not what you intended anyway, I might mm -hmm. as well try to enjoy this ride 
how can listeners connect with you and learn more about your work? Yeah, I am most active over on Instagram. So my Instagram is it's Laura Patricia Martin. So I-T-S, Laura Patricia Martin. And then we have our podcast, our brand, which is Healing to Happy. So Healing T-O Happy. Either one you go to, whichever one's easier for you to spell, you'll find me at both of them. So head over there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing all of your story. And I know there's more than one listener that really needed to hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.